Hey y'all, welcome back. Just means less ACC podcast. It's a solo episode. It's a beautiful day for a stroll. It's Tuesday around 6 p.m. We got some baseball about to start some midweek action, but thought it would be nice to give our listeners a chance to get an idea of what we see. I'll speak more for myself. What I see is the current status of the college baseball world from bracketology standpoint. I've been putting out, this is the second week I've done it, uh, a bracket if the season ended today. Uh, so my approach is I use a little bit of who I think is going to win You know, some of these more mid-major conferences uh, as cheating. I don't just take, oh, who's in first place right now because You know, for example, I work for East Tennessee State. You know, we are struggling, but we've also played the three top teams RPI-wise in our conference so far this year. So, you know, there's a lot of scheduling factors that go into all of this. So I really try to focus on more the RPIs currently, situations currently, um, when picking teams to get in from the at-large spots. uh, And then from a conference standpoint, I do kind of predict uh, who I think is the best team currently in each conference so i want to get that out of the way but you know there are some great podcasts that cover college baseball and their bracketologies d1 baseball has one um 11.7 big fan of their stuff they're <laughs> socon guys as well but at mercer you know, they release their version of their field of 64 and i thought it would make sense to kind of address it not only from just you know my standpoint of why i put out what i do but also how I think it applies to the ACC. Um, so as, obviously this is an ACC show. Kind of wanted to address some of the elephants in the room that are the ACC teams trying to get in. Um, in my bracketology, I did have nine ACC teams in out of the 14. So obviously a little over half there, but not, not sitting in the spot that maybe I had hoped we'd be in. Um, you know, a couple of these teams I'm putting in are purely bubble based uh, and have some work to do, um, or better terminology would be they need to continue progressing in the way they have been, uh, so their RPI stays at the level that it currently is. So um, I guess to kick things off, we'll kind of talk about who my 16 regional seeds are uh, at this time. So you know, one thing that was very, very big to me was making sure that I address you know those seeds. And some of these are a little bit harder than others, um, you know, because it's hard to project out. For example, uh, my 16th seed is Campbell. Um, I'm not sold on the Campbells, to be frank. Uh, I want to see them host a regional. Uh, they'll probably have to do it in Fayetteville at the Woodpeckers ballpark, um, just because, unfortunately, their ballpark is very, very small. <laughs> but, um, you know, on the flip side, I, I do wonder, uh, excuse the background noise, y'all, again, I am walking, so... This is a very uh, amateur podcast at the bare minimum here. But, um, you know, I, I debated not having them host, but their RPI is not bad. Um, you know, they're still in the top 12 to 13 by most major college baseball polls. And even though I kind of disagree with that, and they considering they, they seem to, they're, it's not their fault that they're in the Big South. But with the schedule they have conference-wise, they have to sweep more often. They lost a game to Longwood. They've, I believe they lost a game, probably who the opponent was last week. But they've been losing, like they haven't been sweeping in their conference. And 
with how bad the Big South is, um, you just can't afford to do that. So, you know, from that standpoint, they're very suspect. But my, my 16 regional host sites, uh, I'll start off with number one, LSU. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk in college baseball about LSU's, you know, only getting the benefit of the preseason ranking. And that's 100% true. But show me where they have lost the number one seed. Now, Nick and I talked about it on our last show, like, and we've talked about it off the air as well. Like, Louisville, or excuse me, Wake Forest has been the number one team in the, or in the country if they would have swept Louisville. But it took two of three. And though I think that's impressive doing it on the road. You know, LSU has taken two out of three against Kentucky. They obviously split there was no game three in Columbia with South Carolina. They, you know, took two of three against Tennessee. They took two of three against Arkansas, I believe, as well. So, you know, I cannot fault them. Like, you know, you can you can punish LSU all you want, but, you know, nobody behind them has a winning record against them. At bare minimum, it's split in terms of more than one game, of course. Like, Nebraska has a 1-0 record against, Vander, or against Vanderbilt, and, like, LSU has a losing record to somebody. But, um, you know, and Wake Forest, like, you can go, oh, well, you know, they swept Miami, and they, you know, obviously swept NC State, and they swept Clemson, and, they took two or three against Louisville, but it's like they also took two or three against Notre Dame. Took two or three against Duke. And, I mean, no disrespect to those two programs, but they are not at the caliber of Kentucky or even Tennessee for that matter right now. So you have to factor that in when you talk about where these teams should be seated at this point in time. So LSU's one for me. Two is Wake. Um, three is, again, this is kind of based off my poll as well, is Vanderbilt. Um, number four, South Carolina. Five is Florida, which, by the way, I'm very excited for because I will be in attendance on Thursday night for my number four Florida Gators versus my number five South Carolina Gamecocks in Columbia. So that is going to be very exciting. Um, six, we've got Arkansas. What they did against Tennessee this weekend, definitely worthy them jumping Virginia, who, of course, is now my seven. Eight is Stanford. Nine is the Louisville Cardinals. Ten, ECU. Eleven, Kentucky. Twelve, Coastal Carolina, who I also get to see this weekend against Southern Miss. Very excited for that. 13 is Boston College. 14 is Texas. 15 is Texas Tech. And then again, 16, as I mentioned earlier, is Campbell. So when we talk about that pairing of those 16, you know, again, some of these are interchangeable. Texas Tech, Texas, like for example, Texas honestly should have lost the series weekend to Baylor. Um, Baylor is by far the worst team in the Big 12. Um, and sure enough, you know, Texas was unnecessarily competitive with them. Um, I mean, that was not ideal in my opinion, but here they are. Texas Tech, you know, they struggled last weekend or two weekends ago against North Dakota State, who has a 230 plus RPI in the Summit League. Um, they didn't even sweep. You know, they took care of business this weekend, um, drawing a blank on who that opponent was, but again, it wasn't in the dominating fashion that we had hoped. Uh, and the Big 12 to me is kind of giving off a not overrated vibe by any means, but like yeah, the ACC is a mess, but the Big 12 is really suspect. Like KU, K State, like I think they're all great ball clubs, but their RPIs kind of disagree with that statement. Um, you know, they KU took two or three against West Virginia on the road a couple weeks ago, or last weekend actually, and you know West Virginia took two or three at Oklahoma State. Um, so. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we just need to 
kind of iron out there. But, you know, from an ACC standpoint, because I'm going to try to keep it, you know, where we talk about all the field, but also kind of focus on the ACC teams, that's three ACC teams hosting regionals. Again, that's Virginia at seven, excuse me, Wake at two, Virginia at seven, Louisville at nine. Actually, sorry, that's four. Math is very, very hard, guys. And Boston College, who I still have hosting. Um, you know, at this time, I think they deserve to host. Because, you know, I understand they deserve to fall after losing two of three to Duke. I get that. And they obviously got swept by Louisville the week before. But they still have a very strong RPI. They played on the road early in the year. And you factor in, too, like, you know, so many people dropped BC. BC dropped a 17 in the D1 baseball poll. And my question is, why? Who deserved to jump then? Like, Duke is a better ball club than Cincinnati. And I understand ECU swept them. But, like, you know, there, there's no, there's nothing that I see that goes, oh, yeah, like, all these teams should have jumped them. Texas, like, Baylor is worse than Duke. Yet, BC gets punished for a competitive series with Duke. And Texas does not. So that's kind of where my head's at with that, too. Maybe it's not fair, but that's how I see it. So, you know, again, criticize it all you want. Um, but that's, again, where my thought process is with that. So four teams hosting. Um, I think it's very plausible um, that NC State, Miami, or North, like I think the AC is going to have four host teams. No matter what happens, all said and done, come, you know, End of May, early June, when the brackets come out that last weekend in May, Labor Day weekend, or excuse me, Memorial Day weekend, um, I see the AC having four host teams. And right now that fourth one is a little interchangeable to me, but I think we've kind of can lock right now. We can definitely lock Virginia and Wake. I mean, barring a collapse from Virginia, I think that their RPI is just too strong. Excuse me, too strong. Um, Louisville's RPI isn't as favorable. Unless uh, I checked, and I'm just going to double check it real quick their rpi is not as again high as we, as one would hope um for a team hopefully trying to host a regional here but as we look at the, the rpis of the acc um yeah so louisville comes in at 25 so they need to continue to win in order to keep that spot because you know for example virginia's rpi is six uh wake forest is four nc state is eight you know heck miami is 12 so, you know, in terms of hosting purposes, like, it's very plausible that that's the four, is Miami, Virginia, Wake, and uh, NC State. So, Louisville, I can't lock them. I was going to say that they are, but I think Virginia and Wake are sitting very, very good to be host teams at this time. Um, but again, it just kind of gives off the four-team vibe. Now, let's talk RPI real quick. So, agree with it, disagree with it, your opinion you know, completely plausible either way. If you like it or you don't. But the RPI matters, especially when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of who should get in, who should host, things of that nature. Because at the end of the day, that's their best unbiased uh, opinion they can come up with is not going to a pure college ball selection committee where it's just eye test, eye test, eye test. Because there's just too much college baseball to watch. Um, I mean, I've tried to watch as much as possible, and I still miss a ton. So, you know, we talk about... RPIs, you know, in my bracket, I have Virginia Tech as one of the last teams in. And you might go, well, why? They're 8 and 9 in the conference. Yeah, but they're 21 and 12. They have a 31st RPI. Like, their RPI is higher than Duke, higher than Carolina. It's getting close to Louisville. So, you know, one could argue, like, for example, Clemson has an RPI of 43. So I have them just missing. But 
they're in that discussion. Like the way I look at it is if you have an RPI of 40 or above, you're probably in. There are a couple teams that did not pass that cut just from a standpoint of their conference is going to punish them in a sense. But most teams currently in the top 40, and I'm just going to actually double check this real quick based off what I had to see if anybody actually, you know, missed from who is currently in the top 40 RPI. And this is, of course, live as of 6.33 Eastern time on Tuesday. But at this time, I do not have anybody missing that is in the top. Ooh, we're going to keep going here. Yeah, so the highest ranked team that I have missing in the RPI is 38th ranked Georgia. And I think I cut them out because, again, I, I, don't, I already have 11 SEC teams in. It's going to be hard to justify 12, especially because, you know, they are kind of the bottom feeder of the SEC. Yes, they took one of, one of three in Gainesville this past weekend. And that's impressive. I'm not trying to belittle that. But they are currently in conference, I believe, 5 and 12. See if I can pull up there. Sorry, great podcasting. I know, but I'm oh, sorry. They are four and eleven in the SEC. So unless they start getting some serious wins, like it's going to be hard for the committee to take just RPI. If let's say, I'm not sure exactly how many with cancellation stuff that Georgia would play, but let's just say they play 25. Like if you're 10 and 15, that's going to be hard to justify. But I mean, they're kind of on the pace, <laughs> and they're four. They've won four out of 15 games. Let's make it 30. So we round it up. That's 8 and 22. That's not going to get you there. Even if you're 10 and 20, that's not going to get you there. So there's a lot of work to be done for Georgia. You know, teams that I have in that are behind them include North Carolina at 39, Oregon State at 40, and uh, Texas A&M at 45, uh, TCU at 46, Northeastern, who I just have winning the Colonial at 47. Um, you know, obviously the rest of these kind of teams that are in are purely based off of winning their conference. Cal State Fullerton, for example. I did have Iowa. Iowa is 55, but the Big Ten is strange. Um, they're RPI-wise, there's really nobody up there. Um, Maryland comes in at 60. I have them winning the Big Ten. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. Um, Iowa's at 55, and then Indiana is at 20. That's it for the top 60. Three Big Ten teams. And I think it's going to be hard for the Big Ten to only get two. I was a part of last year. I went to the Big Ten tournament when I was living in Nebraska. It was in Omaha. And it was strange to me how little those teams meant to the college baseball, you know, in terms of getting in, stealing bids, whatever. Like, it was kind of like, oh, crap, if Purdue goes on a run or Indiana goes on a run or (laughs) Iowa goes on a run, like, they're stealing someone's bid because their RPI is 70 or 80, and it's, of course, crazy to me to think about because when you think college baseball, not that the Big Ten's a powerhouse, but, I mean, it's a Power Five conference. You would think that, like, the Big Ten would be as good at baseball as the Sun Belt or the the Big West or even (laughs) the West Coast Conference, but there's arguments that they're not better than any of those conferences I just named. So it's an interesting kind of situation currently happening with those programs and I don't know if it's going to change but at this time I have a hard time thinking the Big Ten only gets two in so I gave them three and there's an argument like there's the thing there's an argument like okay then you got to put George like tonight's Georgia Clemson game which I think starts actually right now 
is huge because Georgia already lost Clemson last week. Clemson takes that again. RPI-wise, Clemson will probably jump Georgia if I had to guess, which means now Clemson is a team. Like, they're one of my uh, first four out, and they're probably in the picture. So you have to consider that as well. That is a major kind of, I guess, ongoing situation with what is happening. But let's talk my actual bracket now because I think we've kind of discussed my thought process at least for where I'm going with this. It seems common that the higher seeded you are, the less likely they are going to throw these very solid power, I call it the power four. I know it may be not great. I've heard it, I think on 11.7 or D1 Baseball calls it that. One of those podcasts calls it the power four, if not both. But like the power four being the Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, SEC. So they try to avoid giving you those in order to give you maybe one of the, some of the better mid-major conference champions or some better like you know, like the mid-major at-large team that's probably sitting at an RPI of 30 or 35. So, for example, in Baton Rouge, I've got LSU hosting Dallas Baptist, who I actually think UTSA wins the Conference USA, but I think those two teams are light years above everybody. They both have RPIs in the top 30. Uh, UTSA came in nationally ranked on D1 Baseball this week, so and in my poll as well. So, just based on that alone, you know, Dallas Baptist gets thrown there because that's, in my opinion, probably the 32nd RPI team. So, we're talking, or 30th, 31st, you know, kind of in that ballpark. So, it makes sense that they are the two seed in the number one seeds bracket. Then, we move on. They got Troy. That's my last team in. And you might go, oh, Troy, 8-7 and seven Sunbelt. They just took a series against Louisiana on the road. Their RPI is, let me double check this, but... Last I checked, their RPI is 30, 35. So they have higher RPIs in Oklahoma State, Duke, Oregon State, North Carolina, Clemson, Auburn, Texas A&M, TCU, Northeastern. Like, we can keep going. Um, you know, they're right behind Elon, Arizona State, West Virginia, and, and Virginia Tech and Campbell. Like, those are the five teams in front of them. Or four teams, excuse me. Or no, that's five. Yeah, math is hard, guys. Um, but, you know... So Troy is in there, makes sense, last team in, goes, and plus, kind of works out regionality because, you know, the committee's weird. Like, they're going to try to give you the best, like, you know, all right, you know, one gets 32. Like, you know, the, like, for example, Campbell I have hosting West Virginia. West Virginia was, like, if I had to bump Campbell out of a host, I'd give him West Virginia as the host. So, you know, that means, again, Campbell, West Virginia, top one seed, or the lowest one seed, and the highest two seed kind of makes sense right but also regionality does play a factor in especially when it comes to like you know the difference is oh rpi team 147 or rpi 142 like which one are we going to give to you like am i going to give you like for example last four teams in i have virginia tech does it make sense to send virginia tech to baton rouge if they're my last team in even if troy is one spot ahead of them no because troy is a lot closer troy alabama a lot closer to baton rouge than blacksburg virginia is so, and again, they try to give these teams a little bit more of a reason to play teams of, I guess, lower stature, if that makes sense. Like, the Sun Belt's fourth best team. So, you know, that's something to factor in as well. So, you know, and then obviously on the fourth side, I gave them what I would deem probably the worst conference champion. If not, maybe second worst, and that's Alabama State. So that kind of rounds it out well. Let's talk Winston-Salem, though. 
I just want to give you guys an idea of what the number one seed looks like. Winston-Salem, again, similar principle. I gave them all of pretty much mid-major teams. I gave them the lowest three seed I could think of from a standpoint of, like, Wofford, RPI is 50. They justifiably could be a four. But I think FGCU has a lower RPI at this time and plays in just as weak of a conference. ASUN, SOCON, basically the same conference. So Wofford challenged themselves more out of the conference. They actually head to Wake uh, next weekend for one game, and then they also play High Point maybe uh, at Wake's ballpark. They're doing like this little invitational tournament thing, which is really strange. But nonetheless, like you know, that's the situation that they're currently in. So if Wake Forest is sitting there with, you know, again, Wofford, I have UTSA being the two, that's, again, I have them higher than Dallas Baptist, but again, rightfully so. Dallas Baptist, like LSU, one seed gets a little bit lower of a seed. And, you know, it was it was either that or give them like an Oregon. Or, for example, they've played Elon a couple times this year. I guess we could give them Elon. I decided to send Elon to Columbia to be a two seed. Like, sometimes you have to factor in those regionalities. And like, we don't want to give them North Carolina. Again, we're not going to give them West Virginia. We could have given them Indiana. But, again, some regionality there. I have Indiana going to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. Um, just kind of made sense in my opinion. Then we gave them Maine, who honestly, that one's tough for me because I think that I just stacked Wake Forest against top mid-major programs. I think UTSA, like Maine's probably the most slept on four seed in this tournament, in my opinion. Maybe you can make an argument for Central Connecticut State or Roberts, maybe even Columbia, but those are some, I guess a talented ball club. You know, they just took two of three against Binghamton this past weekend. So they, they know how to play ball. So, but again, their RPI, I think, had the third lowest RPI of conference champions. So by rule, throwing them away. Kind of made sense for regionality purposes. So that kind of rounds out the Wake. I mean, Wake Forest should win that regional, rightfully so, right? So it's, it's the NCAA tournament. It's not going to be easy. I can't give them, you know, Ratford and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to insult any schools, but Tulane, who's struggling this year, like I can't give them them because they're not making it. So you have to pick from teams that are going to make the tournament. We'll move on, and we'll quickly go through. In the Nashville Regional, had Vanderbilt, Indiana, Iowa, and Southeast Missouri or SEMO. I probably should have moved Iowa because I had Iowa as one of the last teams in, so I threw them at Vandy. Should have moved them off, or at least moved Indiana. I've kind of thought about maybe it would have been a better interested like to. Swap Iowa, and we'll get to where Virginia Tech's at with them going to Columbia. I probably should have swapped them because, you know, it would make sense. Nashville's not that much of a difference in travel. Um, and, again, just trying to get as many ACC. And, like, you know, I don't want a Big Ten versus Big Ten matchup in the first game of a regional. So that was a whoopsie on my part. I should have flipped it. But we submitted it. We're cool with it. It'll change. This ain't going to be final. <laughs> so, we move on then to the four, four, number four seed, South Carolina's regional in Columbia. South Carolina is the one, Elon is the two, Virginia Tech is the three, and Rhode Island is the four. If Virginia Tech plays up to their potential, they could win this regional. Will they? Probably not. I think South Carolina could arguably be the best team in this country. But you have to factor in, too, like Virginia Tech, <laughs> dangerous three seed. Like, if. What I think is going to happen with Virginia Tech does happen in the next couple weeks where they continue to win ACC series. They're not even going to be a last four in, and they'll be sent to, like, Lubbock or, you know, maybe somewhere more regional in terms of, like, a 
Fayetteville or a Lexington, Kentucky, where they get a little bit of a lower seed uh, in terms of the one. So something to consider. But at this time, Virginia one of my last teams in. So I sent them to Nashville. Uh, or excuse me, to Columbia. Just should have sent them to Nashville, sent them to Columbia. Again, they could win that bracket. And that's only telling me it can't be fun. Like, it's the Beamer Ball, like, for that regional. So can't can't go wrong there. Um, and the five, got Gainesville, Florida, Arizona State, TCU, and Incarnate Word. I don't want to break that one down. Fayetteville, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Oral Roberts. That was a very regional bracket if I've ever seen one. Um, again, I really tried to avoid putting teams with some conference in there if I could, but it's hard when there's 11 SEC teams and nine ACC teams. Like, it's kind of hard to just, like, unless you're sending, you know, an ACC team all the way out to Lubbock and Austin and Palo Alto and everywhere else under the sun, it's kind of hard to do so. But anyways, we're on to the seventh, which is where my who's in Virginia and Charlottesville host the regional. I'll give them Southern Miss, who might be an unfair two-seed for Virginia. But I had a hard time trying to place them somewhere because, like, they can't – like, I would love for them to go to Baton Rouge, but that is definitely unfair to a one-seed. So, with Virginia falling into a seven, it kind of made sense. So, that's going to be tough. We also have Maryland in there. It's almost a guarantee Virginia and Maryland have to be in the same regional or super regional when it comes to college baseball. <laughs> and then Army, who – Honestly, is a very, like they are the cream of the crop in the Patriot League. My only thing is, and I, I don't, last I checked, Army and Navy have not played yet. I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure they have not. I'm actually going to check because I am kind of curious. So, for example, if, if Army is, you know, as, I guess, high up as, you know, people are, are saying, then, you know, like, for example, Virginia pounded Navy. Navy, last I checked, and I'm going to double-check here, was the second-best team in the Patriot League. So, depending on how much of a drop-off like Navy is from Army, kind of makes me feel more comfortable about Virginia. But, that being said, again, Virginia, one seed. I mean, Maryland's, again, I think they might be the best team in the Big Ten, but I have to treat them as they're not at this time with an RPI of 60. So I threw them in, probably shouldn't have, to be honest, but I threw them in because I think that they're one of those teams that I'm like, yeah, they're in. Like, they're not in now, but they're in. Like, <laughs> that's not fair for me to pick and choose, but it's my bracketology. I can do what I want. You can tell me I'm wrong. I'm fine with that. It makes it more fun. So, you know, Maryland could be a very, very thorn in the thigh, but Southern Miss, man, I'm so excited to watch them this weekend against Coastal. They are getting hot. They are a very good team. They, they should probably host a regional. I think they hosted either a regional or a super regional last year. I can't recall which one it was. I think they hosted super because they knocked out LSU, if I'm not mistaken. Or, yeah, no. No, they hosted the regional and LSU knocked them out. Yeah, that's what happened. Pretty sure. <laughs> but, you know, I'm very excited to see, get my eyes on this team twice this weekend on Saturday and Sunday in Conway, South Carolina against Coastal. But, I mean, <laughs> I didn't make it easy for my who's. That's for daggone sure. I mean, Virginia's the best team, but... Depends on which Virginia team shows up, because the one that showed up this past weekend against Pitt, no bueno, kid. No bueno. So we'll have to see what what that brings for us there. But we move on. In the eight seed, we have Stanford, Palo Alto. We sent Miami there. So we'll obviously break this down, down a little bit more. Cal State, Fulton, and San Jose State. Again, I mean, talk about a tough, tough, tough regional i mean first off miami's got to go cross country going to stanford to the farm and 
they're going to be in for, I don't want to say a treat, but I mean, right now, again, I would not be surprised if Miami's hosting a regional in a couple weeks, but this time they're going to go on the road. And I, I would say if you're a Miami fan, I would hate the idea of playing Stanford because similar to Virginia, similar to some teams, a lot of teams college baseball, but like they have been very wishy-washy. You know, they have looked very good at some points. They have looked pretty rough at some points. I think they're kind of benefiting from their preseason ranking. In fact, they went to Omaha last year. You know, Pac-12 always is going to get some love, and they're probably the best team in the Pac-12. So they're going to get the love there. Like, I'm honestly, if I'm Miami, I'm more worried about their first game against Cal State Fullerton because Cal State Fullerton recently has been phenomenal. They're the best team in the Big West. Uh, that features, you know, UC Santa Barbara and a bunch of other, you know, really good ball clubs. UC Irvine's not bad. Um, I'm drawing a blank on one other big team, and someone's probably yelling at their phone right now. Mike, how do you forget them? But I'm sorry to whoever I am forgetting. Uh, I have them in because I have three Big West teams in, so I could just cheat that way and look at the bracket real quick. But, you know, it is just unreal how tough of a regional that could be for them. So keep that in mind. But we'll move on to Louisville's regional, the number nine seed. UConn, Indiana State, Wright State. Holy crap, those are some good ball clubs. Wright State, by far the weakest, but they've been in the tournament before. They're probably the best team in the Horizon League. I think they're going to win the Horizon League. You know, UConn again, right now, I'm feeling so good about myself. Last I checked, Northeastern is hammering UConn, as I kind of expected. Like, I I think Northeastern is a better ball club than UConn. Northeastern just hasn't played some of the teams that you know, UConn has to this point, but they've been on the road a lot. You know, they, they really focus on going on the road to the south, getting those games in, and then they start to play the UConns and the BCs and you know, some of the more talented CAA teams. Well, I mean, again, the CAA is probably the most slept-on conference college baseball right now, and the Big West is over-exceeding over expectations. So it's really great to see where they're at from that standpoint. But, again, when we talk about college baseball and the likelihood of everything, like, I don't hate the current spot of, you know, this Northeastern ball club, or excuse me, this UConn ball club. So, you're going to get a tough team, but I think UConn and Indiana State, Indiana State RPI right now is in the top, I think they're 19. Like, they, that conference, the Missouri Valley Conference, has a very good chance of having a bid thief because Southern Illinois, second best team in the conference, I think an RPI of around 70 or 80, very good ball club. But they're not in unless they win the MVC. Indiana State, on the other hand, because of their non-conference schedule, I mean, they're playing... Con- no, not Kentucky tonight, but I know they play like I think they've played Louisville or they're going to play Louisville. Like Indiana State has challenged themselves out of conference. They have win over Indiana. They lost Indiana once, but one and one. Um, you know that again, not easy. Might end up being a two seed. I almost had them as a two seed, but you know again, you factor in all that, like that's a very good spot for a bid thief. So Clemson fans, do check fans, be big Sycamore fans for sure, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a very, very good regional. I'll rank kind of my, my favorite regional. Um, 10, which, <laughs> spoiler alert, is my favorite non-ACC hosted regional. Greenville, North Carolina, ECU being the 10 seed, number one, obviously, in this regional. Tennessee at two. Um, it's a talk around college baseball. Tennessee could play themselves out. Um, they are not looking good right now. Things are not... <laughs> Not great in Knoxville. I live, you know, an hour and a half away. 
I'm going to see them play Wofford actually uh, in a couple weeks on a midweek, so I'm excited for that uh, down at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. But yeah, that's a, a tough to see, but Duke's right there. And Duke, man, like right now, you asked me who to pick Duke, Tennessee. In a one game, unfortunately, I probably lean Tennessee because they still have one of the best pitchers in college baseball. But play them twice, play them in a series, give me the Blue Devils. This Duke team is very underrated. And they have the ability to, well, do what they hope to do. So we need to keep that in mind. Um, so, yeah, kudos to to Duke there. And then obviously the four being Ryder. They're a very slept-on conference champion. But, I mean, again, they shouldn't be too much of a test. I mean, I don't – if you had to say, does Duke come out of the regional? I would say no. There's two – like – if the Tennessee team that we projected preseason shows up, they're winning the regional. ECU, obviously, a fantastic ball club. Uh, Duke, I believe, beat them? Or maybe it was Campbell they beat. Well, they beat. If not, Campbell beat ECU at one point, so process of elimination. But, um, yeah, we're, it's a very good, very good regional. And then we got the 11, Kentucky, down in Lexington, of course, UCLA, Oregon State, Columbia. Again, similar principle. Probably shouldn't have put UCLA and Oregon State together. Um, it got really, really hard to kind of work some teams around. So that was an oopsie there. That's a fun regional, but no ACC teams, so we're not going to spend time on it. Another great regional. Conway, South Carolina. Coastal Carolina, the one seed, 12th seed overall. NC State, the two. Alabama, the three. Kent State, the four. Kent State, by the way, who just beat Pitt pretty badly in a midweek last week. Um, so huge there. That was Tuesday. And then, so we could go today. And you, know, you factor in, too, again, we're looking at NC State, who RPI right now, eighth in the country. I almost put them as a host. I rank them. No one else is really ranking them in the top 25 for fifth quarter or seems like in D1 baseball or anything like that. I rank them because I genuinely believe that this team is closer to their RPI than, than not. I almost put them as a regional host. I almost put them as that 16th and put Campbell the 17th and have them go to, to Raleigh. But I figured that's not earned just yet. Um, if NC State can take care of business this weekend, again, we can re-kind of convene from there. But, yeah, I mean, tough, tough regional. Um, Alabama, of course, like, that's not an easy game for NC State. Like, Alabama, I think, is a little overrated. But they're not anyone that, like, you know, they're, they're, they're a quality team. They really did against Auburn this weekend. Because I had Auburn as kind of, like, my team in and Alabama out. Flip-flop after Al Auburn, excuse me, Alabama takes the series. Alabama just does not go away. They will not get swept. Like, that is their their bread and butter. They're kind of similar to Duke. Like, if you're going to beat us in a series, you're not sweeping us. So, similar principles with Duke. Not easy to write off. But I think, and fifth quarter Wolfpack, a.k.a. our uh, other co-host who did not join me on this because it's kind of my bracket, Nick, um, tweeted out that they're going to win the regional. And I still think Coastal is better than NC State right now. But I'll know after this weekend when I see him play Southern Miss. That could easily change. So excited to see what that could lead to um, on that front. Then we got the uh, 13, Boston College, and the Brighton Regional. Because the ballpark's in Brighton and not Chestnut Hill. But uh, Boston College, Northeastern, Texas A&M, Central Connecticut State. Very tough region. I'm telling you right now, if that region happens, 
Boston College is not coming out. I'm sorry, BC fans. I love you. I'm trying not to, like, I, <laughs> I still put you as a regional host. Like, therefore, I still think you're good. BC bird ball is great. But I think Northeastern's a better ball club. And Texas A&M, I watched them in Omaha last year. They've been there. They know what to do. So you've got, like, no matter who you've, like, I think you'll take care of Central Connecticut State, I think. Can't sleep on them because they're, again, they're kind of a commonplace out of the NEC. So they've been in regionals before, so this won't overwhelm them. And they're not far from home, so I'm sure their fans are going to travel. Like, that's the nice thing about this regional, man. That regional's going to be packed because A&M fans will travel. BC fans, obviously, home game. <laughs> Northeastern fans, 20, 30 minutes down the road. Such a good state, I believe, I looked, it was like an hour and a half away. So very, very likely that they will host or have a huge crowd. They had a record crowd on Saturday against Duke. It's always exciting. Um, I guess their ballpark is big enough to host a regional just because they have all this grass hill area that can, I think, bring some extra bleachers in the outfield or whatever. So awesome stuff there. Love that ability. But, yeah, I think we'll get to who I think has the best chance of getting out based off what I see currently. And I think BC, mm, not great. Okay, 14 is Austin for Texas. See the one seed there. North Carolina, the two. UCSB, so California, Santa Barbara, the Gauchos, the three. Then Houston State is the four. Yeah, North Carolina's not getting out of this one. Um, I just don't. I talked about it on the last pod. I think they might be a little overrated. I could be wrong. I'm not sold on them. I think Texas is better. I think that there's an argument to be made that UC Santa Barbara could be better. Like, they're kind of like a, I think there's going to be a big West team that's a Cinderella team, whether it be UCSB or Cal State Fullerton. Those kind of give off a vibe of a Cinderella-type team. So keep that in mind. We go on to the 15. No ACC teams here, Texas Tech, Oregon, Texas State, Loyola Marymount, and then Fayetteville, North Carolina again, Campbell, West Virginia, Mississippi State, and FGCU. That regional is loaded. You got a team in Mississippi State who RPI-wise is great, but hasn't really showed it on the field. Um, Campbell, who RPI maybe not so great, but they've been nationally ranked and you know they have some very good wins when they want to be, but they've also had some bad losses in the Big South. Um, then you force factor in West Virginia, a team that very wishy-washy, potentially could be a regional host. And FGCU, who was top 20 last week, I have been under-ranking them this entire time because I think their, their best series win is Florida State, who we see is not what we thought they were. Like that win in the moment was great, but clearly it's not that great. That's what seven or eight under games under 500 Florida State. So not sold there. I actually put them as a four. Almost put Wofford as the four here and bumped FGCU to a three. But I decided to do Wake a favor because I think that there is an argument that FGCU is better than Wofford, but RPI doesn't say so. And I think again, if FGCU continues to struggle in the like they just lost the series to Eastern Kentucky and guys. I watched Eastern Kentucky play Bellarmine a couple weeks ago. They are not good. I don't, oh, they went to, you know, Richmond, Kentucky. I'm sorry. That's a be- beautiful small ballpark, great facilities for their athletes. Not a tough place to play. <laughs> no excuses for that series loss there. I think they went one and three on the weeks. They also lost their midweek. I think the FAU, if I'm not mistaken. So I dropped them to a four. So that's a very, very tough bracket for Campbell. But again, Oh, you see teams. I need to break it down. All right. My favorite regional based off what I projected right now. Selfishly, I love mid-major, so I really like the Wake Forest regional. But from a standpoint of AC hosted regionals, I think it's got to be Louisville. Because 
UConn, Indiana State, all could be teams I could see playing in Super Regionals. Wright State, again, kind of a staple in the Horizon League. Not playing them. You know, that, they can really make a run there. So that's going to be really, really fun. That's by far my favorite of an ACC-hosted regional. That being said, favorite regional of all ACC teams that are involved. It comes down to either Columbia or Greenville because I think the ECU Tennessee Duke is just a killer three, but Ryder almost ruins it for me. <laughs> no offense, Ryder, but like Virginia Tech, Elon, South Carolina, like there's so much unknown because like Virginia Tech was preseason higher than South Carolina. They're the three seed here. Elon, who you know, when they like they just lost a series to William and Mary, so maybe they're not two seed caliber, but they also have beaten Wake Forest. Um, you know, I also got killed by Wake Forest, like 20 to nothing, or whatever it was, 20 to 1, 20 to 2. There's a lot of wishy-washy stuff, and as we're recording, shout out to Duke, who just took a 2 nothing lead in the top of the fourth at William & Mary. So, shout out to Duke for that. But, um, yeah, those two regionals right there, my favorite that involve ACC teams. Based off what I have now, how many ACC teams get out of regionals? I think Virginia gets out of Charlottesville. I think Wake gets out of Winston-Salem. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, you know, I'll say Miami gets out of Palo Alto. I think this Miami ball club is, is pretty good. Um, and I'll say NC State gets out of Conway. I'll say it. I mean, I kind of hinted back. I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. NC State should host a regional, hopefully by the end. Like, by the time all this is said and done, and it's Selection Sunday. Hopefully, NC State's hosting a regional. Um, they should, based off their RPI currently and the trajectory I think they're on. But, because I think that Coastal is one of those teams, I don't know if they can match. Like, I think this would be a regional where NC State has to, like, maybe play in the elimination game. Um, you know, like, where they play Coastal and NC State meet, like, you know, in game number two, and NC State loses that first one, but then has to come back after beating, we'll just say Alabama. Could be Kent State too, but beats Alabama, eliminates them, and then takes two in a row against Coastal. But and Pack fans will travel well to Conway, so that will be really cool too. But yeah, those are like the ones I think. Gotta love living at Redneckville, America, guys, because it's got loud Dodge beating up Charger. I think is what that was. Just blared at me at a turn. So respect to you, I guess. But I think four AC teams host regionals. I think four get out. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's all teams that are hosting regionals, but four will get out and we'll have four of the final 16 teams. Good argument for three. Um, I won't go into like based off my bracket who would get to Omaha and whatnot because that's just way too much speculation at this point. But um, I want to talk quickly about Clemson. Clemson fans have been great on Twitter. I have them as my first out. Actually, I think I had them as my last team not to make the field. Like basically they're team 65. If they can continue on the trajectory they are currently on, they are in. They have NC State this weekend in Raleigh. If they get, win that series, they're in. When I make this next week, they're in. I'll tell you that right now. Especially if they beat Georgia tonight. If they beat Georgia tonight, even take one or two against NC State in Raleigh, probably still in. To be frank, we'll see what the rest of the field does before I say for sure. But I will promise you if they beat NC State... They are in. In. So, yeah. I mean, 
Clemson fans, there's hope. I felt like all was lost, and there's hope. But everyone, I want to thank you for listening. I just took up probably yeah, 43 minutes of your time talking to myself. I'm a psychopath. So if you're still here, thank you. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this content. Um, tomorrow I'm headed to watch again my beloved and people that pay my bills, East Tennessee State at Presbyterian College. Um, I'm going to get back to my house to throw. I'm going to have multi-screens going with some college baseball. I'm a big hockey fan as well, so got to watch the Leafs and the Bolts, um, as well as the Rangers and Devils, but I'm more focused on, of course, can the Tampa Bay Lightning continue their dominance on the Toronto Maple Leafs in their first-round struggles. But um, very excited to get some college baseball today uh, and tomorrow. And then Thursday, I know it's SEC, but I'm very excited to see teams number four and number five in my poll, top six everywhere else, I believe. Um, no one has them beyond six between South Carolina and Florida and Columbia. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, it really does mean a lot. We appreciate all the feedback. We got someone that reached out yesterday, really made Nick and I's day, talking about how they really enjoyed how we tell personal stories, but also, you know, talk ball and, and kind of have fun with it, right? Nick and I will tell you, we are not experts. We watch the games. We try to enjoy it as much as possible. But we're not out here saying we're experts. We know we're not. We just want to provide the best college baseball podcast that we can. So this is how we do it. So anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. It means a little bit last year in ACC country. And as always, go ACC.